Hey, 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 YouTubers and friends, how are all of you doing tonight? Well, I hope. Welcome to Tuesday Night Hangout Live with Toledo Judge Dano and I. Tonight, we have Steve and Alicia from The Land Down Under. Reminds me of a song. <laughs> But should be a really good show. You see I got the Aussie flag right there in the background in honor of my friends down under. Uh, been looking forward to the show. So you know what I'm going to say next, right? Wrong. I'm going to say be right back. Don't go away. Hey, YouTubers and Friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Tuesday Night Hangout Live with Toledo Jess, Gano, and I. Good evening, everybody. How are all of you doing today, this morning, tonight, guys? <laughs> uh, over here it'd be the Hollywood wave parade wave uh, yeah we, we we got rid of the the queen and keen or whatever was 200 plus years ago <laughs> well so far so good you know uh, you barely made it ronald barely barely yeah he said, I made it, and that's why I said barely. Uh, Terry and GoPro Unlimited. Cat Toy Lady, where in Ohio are you and the Nug coming? You're in Indianapolis now. Maybe, maybe, off a check. Brewers, Shell, <clears throat> Otis is in here. There he is, Otis. Then we had Jonathan Friend in here and the world's greatest moderator, Mr. Lodak. Ron F. Our Canadian friend, the Numismaniac. Right. I read it. Off to Ohio, I asked him, I asked what part of Ohio, and I haven't seen an answer yet. I guess so. Indianapolis, that's a three-hour-plus truck. Uh, 
That's down by Ron F's neck of the woods and Patrick and Andrew. How are you doing, Adventure Gold, our Aussie friend, another Aussie friend? Would have thought I would see more of our Aussies in here. Good to see all of you. Divivia! Tell Ed I tripped you at the door, Ronald. I don't believe it, David. Don't believe it. Oh, Jersey History Hunter Raid. Thank you, Marlin. Busy Bee, how you doing? Motor Signal and City Magnet Fishers. Um, speaking of them, I'm not going to make it up there, sorry. But Motor City Magnet Fishers and Michigan Magnet Man and Scuba Sonia are having an event Saturday at a park south of Detroit where they do a lot of magnet fishing. Deej was there last year, pulled up a gun, uh, a bunch of other cool stuff. Huh? She's going this year, I believe. Uh, Motor City. Jason, I believe it is. Uh... I'm going to make you a moderator, throw in a link for your, your event and your GoFundMe page if you wish. Uh, they're, they're trying to raise money, flash in your pan, donated a little, don't tell nobody. Um, but they're taking donations by magnet kits to give to kids. You know, something to help clean the environment and get them outdoors and all that. No, Michael, Org, you got that wrong. You go, hey, Mr. Ed, and I go, what's up, Wilbur? Got that wrong, Michael. Uh, gas is so high, I bought a four-stroke motor and a bike to put it on. You, you know they make those little motors that are... Oh, four-stroke, never mind. Yeah... Yeah, they, they, I, I was, I read it as two-stroke, Dano, and I was going to say, you know, they make small four-stroke motors now, <laughs> but then I reread it, and I'm like, oh, he did say four-stroke.
cool, cool. Hey, Jericho and Hercules. How are you all? Robert Dupati. I got your anchor in my truck. Uh, I'm taking... I, I won't be up in Michigan or in Detroit at the event. Cutie wanted to go up to Travis City to Sleeping Bear Dunes, but we, everywhere's booked. And I'm like, honey, it's reservation only. Uh, oh. Well, probably because I pulled an ad and I forgot to unmute you. They should be able to hear you now. Can you hear me now? Well, can you hear us now? They were muted, Jeff. <laughs> they were muted. Testies, testies, one, two. Testies, testies. Oh, my. Uh, we're we're gonna go to uh, the Swank West property of the GPAA. I have Friday and Monday and Tuesday off, so I'll have like a five day weekend. Well, so, let me let me say something real quick, Ed. Go ahead. To everyone in the chat room, I did say hi to everyone, and so did Dano. So did Ed. Oh, you heard that. But yes, we said hi to you and they, welcome. They did say hi, several of you. Cheryl, me, <laughs> Carrie, Jesse named all of you Dano. And I pulled an Ed and I had some things unclicked that shouldn't have been like that subscribe thing that popped up right there at the very beginning. And. I forgot to unmute the mic. Um, it, it was oh, one of those days, guys. Let me, let me say one more thing. Just a pantomime moment's all it was. One more thing. See what I got to put up with. Voila. And as Ruby would say, it's all Ed's fault. Yes. It's all Ed's fault. Tom, how are you? Mountaineer Michael. But yeah, yeah, so okay, we're right on track. They they can hear okay. you guys now. And yes. Thanks. We, Thanks, Jared. We <laughs> we got it all clear that oh, oh, you oh, all oh, said hi me. to everybody. And I just hit the like button, so everybody else too hit that like button. <laughs> Follow Jesse's lead. Hit that like button. But. Uh, it's not in my direction here. I forgot <laughs> to put it down in my instructions. Well, one of your bullet points every week. Hit the like button. So in chair, rotate. I got to watch the show first. <laughs> oh, brother. See what I put up with? <laughs> hey, oh, speaking of, speaking of that. I, yeah, well. Uh, I, I've been something that's popped up on my YouTube channel here lately is shorts. 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 All these shorts. Oh, All these people yeah. up these little shorts. Yeah. I, think, 
I've, I've been watching this this guy, what millennials say. Oh, yes. Have you watched this dude? Yes, I watch it. <laughs> it's funny because it starts off with his son saying, ever wonder what a millennial yes. thinks or, or Gen X thinks? Oh, a bearded guy, a big bearded guy. Yeah, yeah. They they have a YouTube channel yeah. now because they're yeah. I've been watching them on TikTok forever. No, yeah, they got a YouTube channel, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. He goes, "Dad, what do you want now? You know, I see I'm busy. I'm doing something. Can't you just come and say hi, Dad? I had a great day at school and go to your room. <laughs> you know, they're hilarious." I've just been, I've been having a great time watching them. <laughs> uh, don't put on livid. It says, we don't want to see you in shorts, Jesse. Laugh at him, laugh my ass off. <laughs> uh, it's right, right. You want to see my chicken legs? <laughs> uh, we don't want you to see us in our shorts either, Jeff. No, no. No, we, we learned to wear dredge pants. Dredge pants. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Oh. So you're going to the swing. When you when you going to the swing this weekend? This weekend. Leave Thursday evening, probably. Yeah. Fill up the water tank on my trailer and go. I don't know. I I'm I have two more cuts to do with the concrete saw in the morning. And that goes back to the shop and put in my A. Oh, tomorrow's Wednesday. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> you, got, you got another day. Then it's busting concrete. <laughs> but at least I'm only about 10, 15 minutes from home. So I get to sleep in a little and get yeah, I've been there. I've been going nuts on my front yard with this new edger I got. Uh, doing, my, doing my neighbor's walk on both sides. Up and down the street. <laughs> he was motivated. Up the sidewalk. Before <laughs> oh, long, you'll be telling your neighbor, you know, you got a sidewalk under there. I can get it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, his walkway, my neighbor's walkway, the guy next door, the old man next door, <laughs> um, about half of it was buried. Jack it says it's 156 up. in Arizona today. Right. Our oh, friend Jack Tucker from Gold Fever Radio and Gold Fever oh, Adventures and Treasure Hunting. Uh, uh, we were complaining about what, 86 today? 88? Something like that? Uh, I, I think hottest it was down here was like 90. But. Could have been worse. I could have been on on the other file where I was last week, working up by the roof of this factory with hot 
vents venting right on me. Oh yeah, those are fun. I stacked oh, fire oh. up there. On stone. They, they have this section where they dip, acid dip, hot bath, other stuff. It's like 50 feet long, different baths, and they're all hot, and it vented up. <laughs> and we put in, we were putting bracing in for a new exhaust curb on the roof. And they had, they already disassembled the vent, and the big duct work was off of it, except right where we were working. It all directed right to where we were working, putting that curb bracing. And then we had to punch four holes and erect some big steel uh, four posts and uh, cross beams and stuff to, because they're putting the unit that was down in the building, now they're putting it on the roof. Yeah. Mike and I yeah. fabricated that. Then we had to put it on the roof, and hopefully everything worked out well. Because you know how those engineers can be, Dano. They're they're like, oh, it works on CAD, and then you're like, okay. Put on paper. <laughs> right, right. Hey, Same thing. Works I, I on paper. Works on CAD. Yeah. I'm with you, Randy, Scotty, Tony. I take the heat any day over snow and cold. Yeah, the older I get, the less I'm liking snow and cold. It was one thing, like when we had the Danger Zone Action Sporting Goods, and I got free lift tickets to Mad River Mountain and some I, slopes I in Michigan. The, I, just, I just read the comment he put above that, before that. He wrote, uh, winter's coming, stop complaining. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, because chances are I'll be working on footers or something in freezing weather or right. something. Uh, I'll be, I'll be homebound all winter. Yeah, it must be nice. One day. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't like being, I don't like being you know. Oh, like, like I was saying, I didn't mind winter so much when I got free lift tickets and stuff from Mad River Mountain and some Michigan mountains. You know, shoot, hey, hey, ski and snowboard for after Ed. what? David Via is complaining because. When they want, when they're gonna meet the guests? Well, guests they they watch them. the show all the time, and they know we burn through about a half an hour before <laughs> we bring the, our guests on. David, Rock Butcher, what's up? Hey, Rock Butcher, Mommy the geologist. Break. Mommy is flying back in tomorrow morning. Quick, clean the house. Yeah, hurry up. Got to clean up after all those parties you had. And make sure it's she don't find any strange panties under the bed or something. <laughs> Be in trouble. Crushed, crushed rocks. What are you talking about? 
Oh, but speaking of breaking ice, it's winter time for right now for our friends from down under. <laughs> Want to bring in our guest, Jesse? You ready? All right, I'm going to pin them up. Let the torturing begin. <laughs> so, oh, <my> oh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm just a little head. <laughs> little head? What? I'll that try and see up. It's cut her. It's cut her off about her chin from what I see. Yeah. My wife touched your camera down just a wee bit. Yeah, I think it's that camera actually. Not too fast, Dave. Or, or or sit on a book. Sit on a book. <laughs> I would have said telephone book, but they probably don't handle those anymore either. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Yes. No. <laughs> oh well. That's okay. It <laughs> all works. It is, it is what it is. They're just works. little heads. <laughs> Keep your Aussie flag in frame, you know. Looks good. I like that boxing roux. I I got a roux sack waiting to be filled up with nuggets in my shed. So cool. (laughs) Now, do you carry a roux sack to put your nuggies in? No, we don't. But yeah, we should actually get one of them, actually. I have seen them, but no, we haven't actually got one. What? I thought that was like standard equipment. <laughs> no. No, no one seems to have those. No, well, we just send those overseas. I'm going to oh. mute for a second <laughs> okay. while I yell at my they go, cat. They go, why the hell would I carry a shit off a kangaroo's throat over? Why would I carry that around? Don't they know where that's been? <laughs> <laughs> It's just a tourist trap. I yeah, wish right. I could, Randy Scotty Tony. Sorry, my cat was. I'm sure you heard her. You the cat. <laughs> Lucky died and Mama took over. Jeez. Any night but Tuesday night at this time, Mama Kitty. Shut up. <laughs> oh man. One thing that's another. So, now, I, I saw a comment about breaking ice. Now, do you down there, on your part of the island, your continent, do you have to break ice in the winter time to do any sluicing? Uh, sometimes there'll be like a, a thin sheet of ice, like when we get to the creek. Yeah, nothing like. No, nah, nothing real bad. Crazy. If we went up higher up into the mountains, see, we just stay sort of below the snow line up in the snowy mountains where we usually go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could go up higher and definitely have six foot of snow across a creek. Yeah. But we stay out of that. That's too cold. Now, what part of Oz do you live in? Uh, we're New South Wales. So, Sydney's like our capital of okay. our state. And what would we be? West? Central West? Yeah, two hours west of Canberra, basically. We're in between Sydney and Melbourne. Like, so Victoria is below us. And right. Yeah, we're New South Wales, just on top, and then Queensland's on top of us. So we're like in the middle on the east coast. Yeah, southern, okay. sort of southern New South Wales. Yeah. 
Uh, inland, or are you close to the beach? Inland. Yeah, no, we're about four, four and a half hours from the beach. Yeah. Oh. We're considered rural, so, like, country. We're in a, like, farming area, so a lot of crops. Oh, nice. Cows, sheep. Yeah. Well, four, four and a half hours, not too far. I mean... No. I mean, that, that would be, that would be, like, what, uh, or, or one side of California and the other? Maybe from Nevada? Well, it's like from Long Beach with no traffic to like the Colorado River or from Canada, Blaine, Washington to Vancouver, Washington. It's about four hours. That's a long track just to put your toes in the water. Yeah. But know, we've got a lot of we, we've got a lot hours, of rivers. Four hours—that's from Toledo to uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're more river and people. I can visualize. <laughs> <laughs> so your your part of Oz actually have snow where you. I I know I knew a snowboarder who would go to fly over to the South Island of New Zealand to go snowboarding because he said his yeah. little bump uh, <laughs> had really shitty man-made snow. Yeah. We're probably, what, two hours to the snow from here? Yeah. Yeah, hour and a half, two hours. Any good ski club slopes there or... Uh, it's that... the closest one, Mount Selwyn. Yeah, Mount Selwyn. It's got like it. It all got um destroyed in the bushfires like a couple of years ago. Yeah, all the their resort and all that burnt down. But they're rebuilding. Rebuilding. I think they've finished doing it. Yeah, they might have opened or maybe next year they'll be reopened. But you can kind of still go out for a ski and stuff. I think. The highest mountain in Australia is not that far from Selwyn. It's Mount Kosciuszko. It's not that far from us really. And how yeah. high is that? Oh, it's not very high on the scale of mountains. Yeah, I don't know, but it's the, the biggest one in Australia. The biggest Australian one, anyway. <laughs> well, uh, that's a lot like Ohio. I, I come from out west, Washington State, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, west Coast. And uh, I grew up in Southern California, you know, the highest mountain in the lower 48s in California, Mount Whitney. And... Uh, I come from the Cascades and the Sierras and stuff. And come to Ohio, and Judy's like, "Oh, you like you skiing? Let's go skiing." We have a mountain about an hour and a half away. Pull around this turn in the road, and there's this little bump hill, and she goes, "There's our mountain." I laughed, and <laughs> it, it, it was like 350 vertical feet. So it's a little hill, and, but you know, for Ohio, it's uh, hey, when in Rome, you know. So mm -hmm. I, that that isn't one of the uh, piled up duck uh, sites, is it? <laughs> no, that's more Michigan ski slopes. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know, you know, landfills are now bumps in the land. Yeah, yeah. There's one down between Dan Danos and Salina that that dump they 
I could see them putting a little ski slope there. It's becoming a pretty big hill, that's for sure. Now, I, there's been a couple up in Michigan that were landfills, and they have those vent pipes coming from them for the methane gas and stuff. Uh, but hey, if you're going to have a hill somewhere, might as well, especially Michigan, you know, they get so much right. snow, you could snowmobile on them and snowboard, not very far, but hey, it is what it is, gotta, not everybody has the Cascades and the Rockies in their backyard. So, uh, Greg Perry, welcome, he says... Good day, Steve and Alicia. Two arrows gold, hello. Hello, hope y'all have heavy ones. Uh, Andrew oh, Smith, all Avengers. Be heavy ones. <laughs> Andrew Smith, uh, you know, Adventure Gold. Uh, yeah. He's like, not all Australia's is desert, guys. see <laughs> <laughs> No, just just Western Australia is pretty much desert, isn't it? Yeah, all the corner of New South Wales and kind of I, central. Yeah, any anything central basically. Right. Semi arid. Like from us if we go further west from here it starts sort of getting a bit semi arid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at the, the map on it, it looks like like New South Wales or like the east the northeast area of that starts turning in desert. Yeah. And then desert all the way across in the center of the continent. Yeah, it just gets worse the further west you go. <laughs> yeah, I see that. And, and all the green is around the edges. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, what, 98% of the population lives on like the right. east coast. Yeah, you can see, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Now, is like the Darwin area in Northern Territory, is that like jungle and stuff along the coast up there? Uh, it's like tropical. That our kids are actually in Darwin at the moment, visiting yeah, my brother. They're up there. Up on the <laughs> so they're watching high. Hey kids. But um, yeah, that that's where you'll get your crocodiles, and you got to be a little bit careful up there. Yeah, the tropics. Up in uh, along the coast of Queensland, towards the top, uh, around Cape York, and that there's there's some proper jungles there. Yeah. The rainforest there. That... <laughs> Yeah, the Dane tree right now. I, I had them muted. I just threatened Mama Kitty I was going to throw a shoe at her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that's pretty cool. Well, that's a strange looking pattern I see there in the water. That, that lake, uh, what's that park? Greg Gunnett, Berlu National Park. Which one? What state's it in? Uh, uh, it's it's way up north. It, it's uh, Darwin. Oh, it wasn't Kakadu. Not Kakadu. Is that how There's you pronounce it? Others. Kakadu. I'd say so. Yeah. Kakadu National Park. Okay. No, no. Well, okay. That is one of them, but there's another one. There should Craig, be some more. Gunak Barlu National Park. Oh, it's on that peninsula above yeah, it's on the peninsula there. No, I was just looking at the color of the water, the difference between the two spots. Oh, That's yeah, it's a, yeah. Yeah, the Can tropical water is crazy. 
Can you see I, that when you're there? Can you see that difference? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I went from a drive uh, from here, which is uh, near Wagga Wagga, basically, in southern New South uh -huh. Wales. And me and my mates decided we wanted to go and stand on the pointy bit of Australia right at the tip. So we drove all the way there, set up some four-wheel drives and drove all the way there. It was a it was a serious trip back then. That was in 2002. Yeah. Well, that was uh, what's that? Somerset and Bamaga? Yeah, Bamaga. We stayed at Bamaga. And then you do the last 30 k's up and then you've got to walk the last like 300 metres. And I managed to walk right down onto a rock. And if I took one more step forward, I was in the ocean. So, <laughs> so I was as far north as you could get. Uh, what's that? Cape York? That's yeah. it. Cape York tip, top of Australia. Yeah, that was four and a half thousand k's one way from here. Wow, what a trip. But yeah, you know, uh, what's that, Queensland? Yeah. Yep. That's it's a, huge a state. big state. Yeah. yeah, it is a big state. That's it takes like... a while to drive right across it. <laughs> Actually, you know, all Western Australia, Northern Territory, and Queensland are, look like pretty good states. They look like they could all fit quite a bit of two, quite a few Texases in there. Yeah, they're they're, they're big. <laughs> and hardly any people. Like we've only got twenty-seven. I think it's twenty-seven million at the moment. Yeah. In in the in all of Australia. Yeah. yeah. And, and our here. our state would be is the biggest population yeah. in New South Wales. There's areas out there that you could I think Northern Territory's go got like 120 or 140,000 people. Like they're they're really small but big landmass. Wow. That's why we call it the never never. <laughs> never never what? Just the never never. never, never see anybody? Yeah, never <laughs> never find anything. Never never, 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 never get anywhere. <laughs> never never get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the closest city you said wagga wagga yeah that and and that's new south wales biggest inland city and i think it's got what sixty four thousand yeah. people <laughs> so, sixty five thousand that's the largest inland city in new south wales and, and new it, south wales is the most populated state so yeah uh where's that now i i think I think Andrew did some stuff on it, and I think I've seen it on. I uh, isn't Chris Bogus from New South Wales too? Uh, he's just or below Victoria, us in, in Victoria. In Victoria, yeah. Yeah, it's right on. We're the probably about an hour and a half from where Chris lives. Okay, yeah. and Sean, Sean's. From your area, isn't he? Yeah, busted in Wagga. Nugget, uh, busted knuckles. Yeah, he's in Wagga Wagga. Yeah. Now, what's that mining town? Ain't that outside by you guys? Uh, there's uh, a well-known mining town. Uh, there's uh, Adelong. That'd be Adelong. That's yeah. Thinking of. Yeah, yeah. That that's kind of the area that we generally head in. Like sluicing in that, yeah. Andrew, yeah, where a, are you from? Spot. Andrew's from 
Victoria think, or New South Wales uh, too? Bathurst, uh, I think. The Bathurst area. So probably two, three hours north of us. Yeah, maybe a few hours. Uh, Jeff, we went over this last week. I, I know on the show's thumbnail I had Rose on it because I made it before she resigned from the show. Uh, she has irons in the fire, buddy. And she, they're not, she's not with us anymore. With a dude. Bathurst, <laughs> New South Wales. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, it gets nice and cold there around Bathurst. I bet it's cold there at the moment. It's freezing here at the moment for us, so Bathurst usually gets a bit colder than us. So are you going out at all? Yeah, they went yeah. out this week. We went out yeah, we went out yesterday. Oh, we went out the creek. No. It was three yeah, degrees when we, we headed up to the creek. So, so were you busting ice to get through or what? You don't have ice No, no. We thought it might have been snowing on the way up there, but it wasn't. So we were lucky. No. But it was freezing but, cold. But it was it's cold. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the water was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's three degrees Celsius. So whatever that is in Fahrenheit, pretty cold. I don't know. Like, like a fridge temperature. I don't know. They tried teaching us metric system in school, but I don't think it went over very well. You know? <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it's all, it's, all you got to remember, it's just based on water. Water freezes at zero and boils at 100 Celsius. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there was three degrees there, so it's probably what, in the 50s? I don't I don't lower, know. Say. I think lower. I can't remember how to work it out. I used to know. Uh, metric. 30, 31, zero. Yeah, it could be. Fahrenheit. I should have I had a conversion it, chart made up. Here. It's colder than a witch's bleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 32 oh, degrees Fahrenheit. Is zero Celsius, so three Celsius is 37.4 degrees. There you go. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there you go. On the nippy I'm side, but we have some doable. That's yeah. right, Adventure Gold. What we point of water does depend on the altitude. That, yes, very true. Harder, harder a boil, higher you get. What? <laughs> yeah. So, how long have you two been prospecting and what made you catch the bug? Uh, oh, you can go first, Dave. <laughs> well, basically, I've been around it for as long as I can remember. It was probably back in about 85. We were up at Adelong. Dad used to take us camping up there. And I think we saw some people in the creek looking for gold and stuff. And I can remember hassling the old man for, to get a pan. So he found this shop in Adelong that had steel pans for sale. So the first pan I ever got was a steel one. Cool. With the single groove around it. And we were playing with that, trying to figure it out. but. I don't think we found too much gold back then, but the farm, my grandparents' farm also had 
mines on it, old, old mines. And basically one of them was used for a rubbish dump. So every time you had to take the rubbish up and dump it in the hole, you'd always be looking down these huge mine shafts wondering, you know, where's all the gold coming from down there? There was a big eight-head eight stamper set up there. It was all gone by the time I was around. Um, yeah. And then Dad in the 80s, he owned a gold mine near Safala. Him and another bloke managed to get a lease and set it all up. And it had a, a big trommel on it. It was probably 20 feet long and 10 foot in diameter. And about 50 foot of sluices came out of it. And I remember being taken to that as a kid and climbing up and looking into the sluice boxes and being amazed by it all. So, yeah. So that was, that was like in the 80s? Yeah, that would have been probably 80, 86, 87, somewhere there. And what, gold was what, three something around that time? It was no. real. It, they ended up um, selling it because basically the amount of gold they were finding was only paying for fuel. Because huh. the gold price was so bad. Right. So he said, but when it got to the point that we were just paying for the fuel to do all the work, he said, it's time to get out. Right. That's not paying. No <laughs> snakes when it's freezing. That's true. Very true, Terry. Right now. <laughs> <clears throat> now, what, uh, even in your part of Australia, er, er, pretty much everything's out to kill you, huh? <laughs> oh, we've got to worry about uh, brown snakes. Yeah, snakes and spiders. Yeah, some spiders. There's plenty of redback spiders, which are like your black widows. Okay. Like cousin. But um, they grow they, about they're... 10 feet in diameter. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, but they like to hide in things. <laughs> they get in, like, even if you leave, like, the sluice or your gum boots or anything like that, you've always got to check and make sure there's nothing in there, so... But it's mainly the the brown snake would be the the thing that's on the back of your mind and you've got to sort of keep your eye out for. Okay. It's in like the top three most deadly. Yeah, I think it did have the title of the most deadliest snake in the world, and it's well within the top ten for its venom. But it's it got the deadliest title because basically it's that common. It's everywhere. It's managed to bite a lot of people over time. So I think that's how it got that title. Yeah, he's a he's one you don't want to mess with. If you get one of those on the wrong day and you walk up on it, it'll come at you. It'll chase you. So it's a aggressive snake. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You get him in the wrong mood, and they'll they'll rear up, get wow. their head about two foot off the ground, and come at you real fast. And they'll get in your house and like yeah. because we live rural, not so much where we live like now, but where I grew up as a kid. You'd have to be careful and make sure doors were shut because they'd, they'd come in the house looking for water. Do you have a problem yeah. with dingoes out there? No. Nah. There is wild dogs when you go up into the mountains, like people that say, you know, go hunting and they lose their dogs or like feral dogs. So you do have right. to be careful. Oh, I think something that's probably been tamed before that's gone wild could be more dangerous yeah they they have no yeah. no fear of humans no no i have yeah. heard stories about people camping up in the hills and they've had packs of them come in yeah and start yeah being real aggressive and sort of being real scary mm. <laughs> you wouldn't want a pack of pig hunting dogs to decide you're it <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, but other than that, like. When you've got a group of dogs, you're not going to fight just one dog. You're fighting the whole pack. That's it. They'll yeah. be hanging off you everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll surround you. They'll take you down. And... Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, there's... We actually reckon you guys have got worse stuff. You've got bears. Bloody no, we're real. <laughs> uh, we're uh, about the... Uh, the most dangerous thing in our part of Ohio is probably brown recluses, huh? It's spiders. Spiders. Oh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the brown like... recluse bite can be pretty nasty, but... I mean, there are, there are black bears in Ohio. Uh, that's okay. more southeast. And... Yeah, but they're still in Ohio. And yeah, true, there. true. They are a danger. Yeah, not to us though. Maybe to uh, Bill Marsh, <laughs> not us. We just got meth heads. That's all we got. <laughs> right, right. Hey, we uh, got them too. They're everywhere. Amethyst uh, is in the house. Uh, David Villa says, "Really enjoy all your videos, Grady Gold." Now, what, how'd you come up with your goal, your name for your channel? Well, Steve's nickname was Grot when he was little from his uh, stepdad. So, I don't know. I think we just sat there and everything. And it was that was the type of gold we were looking for, the grotty gold. Because every yeah. time you see gold, if you're shown a piece of gold or you get to see it somewhere, it's already clean and shiny. Well, that's not the stuff. Once you find a piece of grotty gold, that's your gold now. That's how right. I looked at it. We're looking for the grotty gold, stuff that's still buried in the dirt. Yeah. That's what I call wild gold. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Wild un gold. Un 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 uh Yeah, the, the un gold. <laughs> wild gold <laughs> hasn't been found yet. That's the stuff. That's yeah. what you gotta look for. You yeah. can be shown all the nice gold in the world, but it's probably not gonna be yours. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was it was somebody else's first. Yeah. And the and best, best gold to have is your own gold, right? That's it. Uh, so total, between the two of you, how many years of prospecting do you have in? Uh, well, I first ever panned for gold on a school excursion. It was the late 90s. So I was in primary school and we got taken down to Victoria to Sovereign Hill. So that's kind of where, if you know about the Eureka Stockade, and this is like late 18, kind of mid 1800s when gold was first discovered in Australia and Sovereign Hill, kind of, what is it, about an hour and a half from Melbourne, was kind of like one of the central areas, like in the Golden Triangle in Victoria. That's when I first panned for gold. So I was probably about 12 or something, 11 or 12. And then when I met Steve, probably, I don't know, we might've been together for a month or two and he took me up to Adelong to go panning and it just kind of went from there. So that would have been around 2009, 2008. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. And then when the kids were little, like we used to take them up, they'd be in nappies and the adventuring through the creek and we had harnesses to put them in and <laughs> take take a whole fly banker and all the gear out there kids in nappies <laughs> oh yeah we used to make fishing rods out of reeds for them and they'd be pretending to fish while we were prospecting because we used to be able to high bank up until 2016 so 
we'd have a pump and the high banker and all the tools and everything and then snacks and bottles and drinks and nappies but <laughs> yeah we used to do it <laughs> it was a mission but it was fun what are nappies? Uh, di- uh, diapers, oh, sorry. Diapers. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, is high banking still allowed in that Providence? Uh, only in Victoria. Yeah, so, New South Wales yeah. and Queensland. It's been banned. banned for like, what, six years now in our state. Well, that bites. Yeah. yeah. So I it's reckon. just pretty much pans and sluices for you. Or yeah, the detector. It. Yeah, or detecting, yeah. Is that how you prospect more now, by detector or sluice? Still sluicing. No, still the sluice, yeah. Because yeah. the, the goal in our area, it's it's fairly rare to come across detectable gold. Yeah. Uh, the monster and the, I suppose the Equinox and SDC could probably see some of the little small pickers, but you're better off digging the bulk and getting all the fine gold that's laying in those spots and putting it through a sluice, you'll, you'll end up yeah, with most uh, of the day for sure. Right. Finding, finding nuggets is great. Who doesn't like to find nuggets, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but but if you're not trying to, you know, get some weight, then you want to find all that small stuff because it all, it all weighs, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's up. And there's, and there's more of that than there is of a nugget. Oh, for sure, yeah. So now, David Via, your 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 number one fan, <laughs> wants to know: Have you tried dry blowers or dry washers? Are you allowed no. to do those? Um, we uh, wouldn't be allowed in New South Wales. They're basically oh. blanket banned us with powered equipment. Mm. The magical right. words: no powered equipment. So oh, anything uh-huh. that anything that needs hydraulic electric. Petrol power, anything like Any power cool. at all. Yeah, that's okay. it. What if you got hands. a hand crank uh, no, dry right. washer? No, you'd be able to use yeah. that. If it's powered by humans, I think that's about all you're right. able to do. Because they do have, they do have uh, dry washers that are hand-operated. You know, like with mm-hmm. bellows that you do it by hand. Man, even like battery-powered, that, that bites. Yeah. yeah. You must yeah, have a lot have. of Californians move there or something or wreck it so. all for you. Yeah, and it, it's probably going to get worse soon too. It's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think kind the whole like, world's going like it, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a clown show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now, are you... you <laughs> How many, uh, what's the percentage of uh, incremented streams or seasonal streams? How many of your streams dry up during the summer or during the dry period? Uh, in our area, they don't. It's, okay, like, so you always have water. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. Yeah. I've only seen the creek we work on mainly, I've only ever seen it stop running once. And we were in like a bit of a drought back then, but we're, we're like the kind of Adelog Snowy Mountains area. like, And I think even a lot of New South Wales can dry up a little bit north, but you're pretty much guaranteed water. Where like Victoria, they can have issues where... Yeah, their creeks seem to... They dry up. Dry up a bit on them. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you do use metal detector though, right? Or no? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we rally car. Do you go out melee checking for gold or do you go out melee checking for relics or coins? More for relic and coins. More relic and coins. We do have uh, gold detectors. Yeah. yeah We've okay. got an SDC 2300 and uh, a gold monster. And we've been down to Victoria and Nugget Hunter down there quite a few times. Yeah. Um, but in our local area, like we, we do, because we, we live in an older kind of mid 1800s. Probably not that old for you guys, but like for Australia, it's fairly old. Yeah. And um, so we, we do do a lot of kind of relic hunting around here. No, a lot I, of history I, I, and... Is it Australia older than the United States? Uh, no, 17... Uh, Europeans only got here in 1788. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and then like the town we live in was not established till about 1850. Okay. 1840 was the first yeah. Europeans in our area. Yeah, we were here in the 1400s. Yeah. Yeah. So when we find stuff from the 1800s, that's really old for us. And it's all like yeah. British. Because there's nothing else before that really. Yeah. Well, no, so, no coins was, and metal and, relics. And, uh, the Aborigines didn't use metal before then, did they? No. no. So, okay. yeah. We've found grinding stones that the Aboriginals used to use, and, so, and some of those stones could be thousands and thousands of years old, uh -huh. where they'd grind up uh, grain, get a big stone and a smaller one, and then grind right, it down. Right. Yeah, and you, you find those. We, I've found those before. Cool. No, they could be thousands okay. of years old. Those are cool to find. Now, here's something. Sorry, Adventure Gold. Andrew brings up a good point. The guys here give um, the guys on here give worldwide prospecting a bloody good name. To be seen doing the right thing now has a big impact on how future prospectors are seen. Very true. That's global mm, sure. too. That's yeah. definitely global. I have to agree with that there. Yeah, you know, totally. And especially us putting ourselves out there on YouTube, we become ambassadors of our lifestyle. Yeah, that's it. But people will watch how you're doing it, what you're doing. So, mm. right. Yeah. Now that's why oh, yeah. I always emphasize on the YouTubers to, to show the reclamation that you do, to show the cleanup, to show what you do to help the environment. Not, not, you know, not because we're we're tree huggers or anything like that, but because they believe we're not. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, they think we're out just destroying the land, and no, I feel like prospectors, miners, treasure hunters do a way better job in physically doing something about the environment, not just talking about it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's not much, it's little stuff. But it's all these little things that have that have made it, you know, where it's at now. You know, so the, the every time we clean up like that, even just a little bit. Yeah, helps. the amount of lead and mercury we pull out oh, of absolutely. Yeah. I mean you say it all the time. There's a video out there of where uh uh Shannon Poe and a couple of his buddies went out dredging. And literally dredged up enough lead weight, 
sinkers and lures to fill up the top of three picnic tables. Yeah. Uh, loads. And, and that's just from one day. Three guys. Uh, there's a video like that of a place in Oregon where they did that too. I think that is I think that's Shannon. I think it's the same video. Uh, I believe that's Shannon. Shannon. There may be more than one. Well, yeah, I know. And like Alan Trees in Idaho, he has a picture of five five-gallon buckets full of lead that he dredged out. No, but they'll make it illegal for us to dredge, and like California will give a contract to the Sierra Club to dredge with the wrong type of dredge to get mercury out of the water and stuff but uh. yeah <laughs> yeah i've always wondered if we could lobby the government and just ask them if we could use a six or seven inch dredge just to just remove lead and mercury yeah and yeah just, and, and see what the byproduct of the yellow is in the sluice at the end <laughs> Yeah, but you can but just, keep the byproduct. Just turn in the lead and mercury. Turn in the lead and the mercury. Yeah, that's it. I reckon that'd be a good plan. That's exactly what they're doing. With, that's exactly what the Sierra Club's doing. They got the contract to clean up the lake. What lake was that? Uh, uh, lake. Yeah, I forget what lake it is. They got, uh, they got the contract to clean it up, and they get. They're pulling out the lead and uh, mercury and keeping the gold. Oh, that's that's a great deal. <laughs> I wonder yeah, if they'd let us do that. <laughs> and, I, and, and I believe they're getting paid for it, too. Yeah, they have yeah. a grant say, to do it. Yeah, I should say we're paying everyone. them to do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, somebody wanted to know when your prospecting season is or you prospect year-round. It sounds like you can go year-round. Yeah, yeah. year-round. It's just whether, you, like, in the highest of our summer, you're probably looking at, like, a 42 to 45-degree days, like where we live, and then that's Celsius. And then winter, anywhere from, yeah, like, two, three degrees to maybe, you know, you can get up. You can get, like, a 16-degree day, yeah, like, in winter. Fine. So but nothing really, other than if so, it's like raining heaps, but other than that, yeah, it's 24-7. Yeah, all year round. <laughs> You'll just be a little whatever. bit uncomfortable one way or the other. Yeah, you just got to have no, either whatever, heaps whatever, clothes or hardly Whatever day clothes. you can handle, right? Whatever day Pretty you can That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some is good just to go up the creek and, you know, splash about, yeah, have a bit of a dig, have a snipe. That's hot. Is there, do, do, do you ever? Hot temperature yeah. was? Like our summers, like generally we'll have like 42 degrees for yeah, a good so week or two solid, but it can get up to degrees. 45. Fahrenheit, yeah. 115. Well, I have seen 122 yeah. Fahrenheit. Holy. Yeah. Can get hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you walk outside and it's like getting a slap in the face. The, the but heat. we've got a dry heat. We're not like... Okay, so it'd be like Arizona, New Mexico instead yeah. of... Yeah. The Midwest here and down southeast humidity is a killer. Yeah. See, when we go up north, say like Darwin or to like Queensland, that's where you've got your humidity. Right. Uh, yeah, that's the equator there. Terry Curry wants to know: Have you ever 
been down to Tasmania to do any prospecting? No, we haven't. No, haven't been That's Western Australia and Tasmania is like the only states I haven't been to, but yeah, we'd love to. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. Probably in summer though, not in winter. <laughs> they they we are, are. We are. Mm. Well, you know, John Wolf. John Wolf says Texas weather. Which which part of Texas? Because some parts of Texas are humid and hot, like around Houston, mm -hmm. and then there's San Antonio, which is hot and dry. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, Tassie would be all right. We do like a bit of sniping. Uh, Always do, been a fan of that. Uh, you do any sniping up where you are? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, back in the day when I first started doing it, um, when we become teenagers, another young fella here in town used to love going up. And his mother had to drive us up. We didn't even have licenses at that point. And his mum would drive us up to the creek and we'd, scratch around and work all day well after a while we sort of thought about it and thought wouldn't it be better to just get in the water with a pair of goggles and have a look in the bedrock and see what we could see because we'd never heard no one had ever told us what sniping was or how to do that we just sort of thought about it and thought, we'll, we'll give this a go and back then we didn't even have snuffer bottles i'd never heard of a snuffer bottle back then so we'd basically take a little pan down underwater with us and put a rock in it and then use a pair of tweezers. You'd fan the stuff out of the way and use the tweezers to put the gold in the pan that had a big rock sitting in it. And you had to be careful coming up with that that you didn't trip over and drop it yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's how we started uh, sniping. And I actually enjoyed that more than sluicing and panning, especially because we mainly do it in summertime, so it was nice to be in right. the water. Yeah. Right. You get to play in the water too. That's it. Yeah. Have a yeah. swim at the same time as find gold. That, that was a pretty good deal. And and the work's easy. Yeah, it's way better on your body. Waiting there, standing stuff out of the way. Right. <laughs> um, looks like the Tassie guys do pretty good, you know, on Snipe and oh, yeah. Levi and David Buckle and Taz T, Tassie P, and all yeah. those guys. Yeah, they, yeah, they get well. some good gold down there. <laughs> uh, leeches. Adventure gold. Andrew goes, leeches. <laughs> uh, we don't get it. We don't get it. Because so, if there was leeches in the water, I would, I'm petrified. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get in the water at all. Not at all. No, we don't We don't have any leeches in the creek. They're very no. rare to see one. I think Victoria. The, yeah, they're bad. You right. see guys dealing with leeches in spots down there. But, yeah, thankfully, we, we don't nah, have the water's that. too running too fast i think too yeah. probably too cold yeah. i don't know <laughs> well that's a good thing where you are then huh oh yeah yeah i, I wouldn't want to put leeches on me <laughs> there are platypus in the creek where we where we go but yeah they don't want to come and tangle with you though yeah oh they, they do they they're not vicious are they uh they got a poisonous spine got, on them yeah toxic yeah like, i know spur. yeah i know but they're not, I mean, they don't just... That's only if you grab him. Yeah. Yeah, no, they don't, oh. wouldn't come after you or anything, no. Yeah, they're just like a little, I don't know. Cross rat. between a, a rat and a duck and... <laughs> <laughs> a rat and a duck. And a beavery otter, otter? Yeah, otter? yeah like yeah, an otter. otter. Yep, yeah. that's about it. A rat, yeah, a duck and an otter, that'd make a... That'd so how long have you been doing, uh, how long have you been doing uh, YouTube? Uh, we started in... 
around May, I think, 2018. And uh-huh. we kind of, we went pretty hard. And then the last two years, we've really slacked off a fair bit. <laughs> but I mean, the way the world was and right. things yeah, like that for the last two years and yeah, traveling yeah, around. Yeah. Yeah, we made it hard. to so. get any videos out. Yeah. But we've, we've kind of, I don't know, the last month or so, we're like, want to get back into it. Yeah, yeah, so we're out yesterday filming. We just, like uh, Ed always says, it's it's in editing. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, sometimes we go and we, we've got all the gear to film and we just get there and we kind of lose ourselves in whether we're detecting or sluicing and we don't even film anything. That can be, and that's understandable. You know, it that, takes yeah. a lot of work to figure out what angles you want what you should film because geez you eat up a lot of sd cards if you're just filming everything and then it's yeah editing torture oh Um, that's it that that's how we started hours and hours and hours of footage and then realize you've got to sit there and go back through hours and hours of footage and figure out which bits you need yeah you soon learn to sort of tighten that up a bit and not, not film so much and try and film the right parts. But this is right. our first time ever going live as well. Oh, yeah? Right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. yeah. Other, oh. other than, like, Zooming with my brother, like, we, we just... Yeah I've, only, yeah, I've only been on Zoom once. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And this is our first live. Uh, Greg says there's tiger leeches in Victoria get up to six, around six inches. Yeah, yeah. Yuck. Yep. Could use those for fishing bait right there. Yeah, you might be able to. Oh, imagine that. Yeah, they're everywhere. As soon as something moves in the water, they go after it too. I saw a bloke panning in one of those creeks, and as he shook his pan in the water, he lifted it up, and there would have been like ten hanging off the, <sighs> hanging off the bottom of the pan. <laughs> yeah, that's not one I'd want to jump in. No, no, no. 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 Oh, let's go sniping. No, I don't think. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be covered in them. Some of our farm dams and some of the more stagnant little creeks, they'll have them in them around here. You will see them. Yeah. But yeah, the main one with the gold in it, it, it doesn't really have them. Mm. Very rare to see one. Well, then there's no need to go to the other ones. Right? I've come out of many a farm dam and had them hang, hanging off my legs. So do you do any other type of uh, treasure hunt? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you, you say you melee tech somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what other. How about magnet fishing? Do we magnet fishing? No, I haven't tried that. Or no. 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 Never tried the magnet fishing. No. There wouldn't be that many spots for us to do it, really. Yeah, but... like if we went, there's like, like rivers and stuff around us. But if you went, you'd be like a fair, 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 fair way till you got to the water. <laughs> Yeah, yeah throwing it over and that. So, oh yeah, yeah. All the way down off some of those bridges. Right. And then I'm like, well, now now I've got to deal with all the the junky stuff. Like I know when we go detecting, we get it, but it's you know generally cans and bits of things that you can fit in a bag. But I've seen people magnet fishing. They've got like bicycles and washing <laughs> machines, and I'm like, what would we do with it all? <laughs> yeah, drag so, all sorts of things. <laughs> one of the things one of the things we do here is uh, 
bottle duck digging. You guys do have anything like that going on there? Yeah, it it, it was really big of like the seventies and eighties. Seventies and eighties here in Australia, so, bottle digging. Was yeah, huge. we know a lot of spots where like guys have done it, you know, decades ago. But sometimes uh, the other week we're out detecting, and we found a bit of a bottle dump. But everything was kind of broken, unfortunately. But there was some nice, like old, you know, kind of 1800s, like porcelain or ceramic plates, and so it must be like one of their old rubbish dumps. But uh-huh. yeah, there, that is something we probably would like to get a little bit more into. Could could try the mine in, on Steve's grandparents' property, you know? <laughs> they, the the rubbish tip. <laughs> exactly, the rubbish. Probably, it probably has generations of rubbish down it too, huh? Oh yeah, it does. My grandfather, he remembers the bloke working it, and when my dad was young, he can remember the stamp mill running up the paddock because they said they could hear it all night running. And, oh, that. And I suppose he started throwing rubbish down that in. That would have only been in the '60s. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Late late sixties, he started using it as a rubbish tip, but it's it's over four hundred feet deep. Because you'd go up there, the rubbish would start filling up towards the top of the hole, and then you'd well, go that, up, and it'd yeah, all well, disappear. <laughs> right, uh, you would. They would have probably started using that as a rubbish pit after the mine closed. But I'm thinking more while the mine was open. Well, yeah, the people they, there that were working had a spot where they were throwing their rubbish. Yeah. yeah, well, I have to be uh, That would be the spot that I would look for. You know, true. where was their rubbish pit? Because it, it was originally opened up by uh, Chinese miners. Because all, oh, the, all the shafts are round. Yeah, they're all round in that area. And there's a couple of square shafts nearby that the Europeans would dig square shafts and the Chinese would dig round ones. Hmm. Huh. Huh. So that's a, I would, see, that's, that would be the dump sites that I would look for. I would look for those old-time miners' dump sites where they threw yeah, their well, they'd, they'd be definitely there somewhere. Yeah, they're they're going to be there somewhere around mm. there. You would think, you know, I, I wouldn't know how you go about looking for it. I mean, but yeah, that's not the book for. You'd wait that's till summertime, I say, when the grass was, is gone, and yeah, look for all the bits of porcelain and bits of broken glass. It'd be the right. way to sort of find out where it would be. Mm. Yeah. If there's if there anything like us, we, you know, we threw them down the hill. Yeah, yeah, oh. creek, creek lines that get a lot of that, throw a lot of stuff in creek lines on properties around here. You see right? that a lot. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I never understand why people would dump stuff along the creek. And down goalies, like some of the dumps we found, Jesse, right. there was a little goalie behind a house or something. They'd throw garbage down. But... I think their theory was erosion. Uh, try and stop the erosion in the gully by throwing everything back in there. Well, mm-hmm. some of it, yeah, some of it was that. So it was just, that was convenient. Right. Yeah, that too, you yeah. Know. A little, you bit know. Of, <laughs> little bit of both. Let's, let's, let's be honest here. We were a bunch <laughs> of lazy people. We're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, know, back in the day, else. they didn't think about pollution we do now right no no wasn't even considered Uh, i'm sure the aboriginals didn't like it now do do you guys have a a littering commercial with an aboriginal crying in it like we do (laughs) (laughs) no No, not yet i'm I'm laughing because 
we do have a commercial like that where yeah it's a cheap stand he's standing by the side of the road and there's all this trash just blowing around and he just don't someone throw a bag of like fast food out and it lands at his feet right you know the ads we kind of grew up with was like don't be a tosser that was like the slogan like toss don't like tossing what? your rubbish yeah, a like tosser. don't be a litter bug uh, yeah okay so it was yeah don't be a tosser like tossing out your rubbish that, that, and that was and that, that's that's right ohio Hunter. didn't have trash collection back in the day you know out of sight out of mind dirty yeah, that's right, Andrew. The Chinese miners did believe that the spirits would hide in the corners of a square shaft, the evil spirits. So they'd dig round holes so the spirits had nowhere to hide. Ah, interesting. Yeah, that's why they, that's so why they do that. That's, that's why all the European mines have Tommy knockers and the Chinese mines don't. Yeah, I didn't leave anywhere for him to hide. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, what, what has been your two most scariest moment while out prospecting or detecting? Uh, my two would be like when we see snakes, because I'm just <laughs> petrified of snakes. It's like an irrational fear i freak out i cry i shake i just crazy i don't know why because i've grown up in the bush and in the country pretty much my whole life but i'm petrified of snakes and then one time we had a bit of a we were down in wedderburn in victoria in the golden triangle and we were probably camping there for about three nights just steve and myself and i don't know we'd gone to bed we we're just in a tent near like our camp and I just woke up with this feeling of like being kicked in the head, like right there on top of my head, like bang kind of thing. And I laid there for ages just thinking, oh my God, is there someone outside the camp? Like, and they've kicked me and there was no one there. So I don't know if there was spooky ghosts and they didn't like me being there, being a female or I, something, okay. camping on the gold fields. <laughs> but I, I said, whatever it was, it scared the crap out of me. Like, we were right. Our tent was literally on a surfaced area where they basically washed away three foot of soil to get down to the hard pack and take the gold off. And then there was another old mine shaft that was only, I don't know, 20 yards from the tent. And I thought, yeah, we're, she's, I brought a woman in and had a <laughs> camping on the some old timers claim and he didn't like oh, it. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> that, 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 that was spooky. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. I don't nah, think Mine would be the day we were up, up, up in the mountains and we'd camped overnight and a, a thunderstorm like it was really hot and really dry and a thunderstorm sort of kicked over that night and i thought to myself there was a heap of lightning in it and i thought yeah that's not good usually that lightning can start fires well when we got up in the morning and we were sort of poking around having breakfast and stuff we looked at the sky and it was still a bit sort of shitty looking and there was a lot of smoke coming so, and then the ash started landing on the all over the car as we're trying to jam stuff in the car real fast. And, and then a water plane flew over the top of us, and, and we're a like, water bomber oh come God. over the top, and we thought, "Oh, this is not good." Yeah, well, that <laughs> whole place—we only had one track in and out of this campsite, 
and it was up a real steep sort of gnarly sort of path to get back out onto a tar road. And the fire that did it, it got it the next day, it completely burnt out and the fire actually came in down that road. So we're only a few hours of getting out of there. And there, yeah, that was one of the, the big fires that we had there yeah. in 20. Big fire, fire. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's that, the start of 20. I, I can remember doing the tourner cover up on the back of the ute, the cover on the back of the ute, and I'm looking at all the ash just floating down, landing on the, on the car. <laughs> I thought, we've got to get out of here real fast. There's yeah. no escape from down here. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was probably pretty concerning. I remember being a bit worried that day. But he's not scared of, like, snakes or animals or anything. <laughs> I, had a, I had a six foot carpet snake for 20 years. Alicia didn't like that one. Carpet <laughs> I was so snake, sad when it died. Is that like a gardener snake? Uh, python. It was a python. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a six foot python. Yeah. I, bought, I, I got it when it was about a foot long. And then, yeah, over 20 years, it grew into a six footer. It was a big snake. Yeah, pythons get big. Mm -hmm. Don't let them yeah. out of their cages at night. <laughs> out here, Michael Yowie. That's what I was looking for. No, I haven't spotted one of them yet. No, not at all. We're always looking though. Always keeping our eyes peeled for one. Those aren't Yowies, are they? No. Oh. <laughs> or yeah. Bunyip. Bunyip's another name. Yeah, Bunyip's another one. I've never seen a Bunyip. They reckon they live in water. Hmm. Of course, the infamous drop bears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. You just got to dodge around their trees. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't hang around under those trees that they're hanging out in. Yeah. Hey, Smith Gold. Spencer 17 Prospecting, welcome. Oh, yes. And hello to all our lurkers, too. We forgot to say hello to our lurkers. Oh yeah, because they're part of the Flash fam too. You know. uh, Jeff's been filming and editing. Uh-oh, new adventure coming out. Cool. cool. Uh, now, if you had uh, unlimited supply of money, say someone came up to you and say, all expenses paid, sky's the limit, where and you could go anywhere on the globe prospecting mm -hmm. or metal detecting where would you like to go uh i have to say alaska for prospecting well for gold and then i definitely have to probably italy i'd love to go around ancient rome and metal detect i think that'd, yeah, be, that'd pretty be cool, cool. yeah Probably not. Probably not. No, I prefer <laughs> you're not allowed to metal detect in Italy. No. No. I think they frown on that. I think even like yeah. Switzerland and places like that, you can't either. Well, well they have a, you have a free pass, so. But I'm just going to say, you've got unlimited, you got free pass. That's it. And then if, if I could pick a third, I'd say the moon, just to have a little look to see. It's got to be yeah, something. I never know what the aliens left on the dark side. You know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> How about you, Steve? Be, it would have to be Papua New Guinea, the gold. Yeah. And... Uh, aren't you worried about headhunters there? 
Yeah, but that's the unlimited money pays for the little army to protect you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> That that'd be the plan there. With with that kind of with that kind of fu money, uh, yeah. you can uh, you know do whatever you want, right? Right, yeah, right, right. You have a small you have a small army there just hanging around. Yeah, right. <laughs> While you're looking for gold. <laughs> and for relics, uh, I'd say, yeah, somewhere in Europe where the the Second World War's been raging, I reckon to find some of those Second World War. Artifacts. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. I would love to. I would love to do. If I was gonna, if I had that, I'd be going to Germany and, and where World War Two was fought anywhere. Yeah, yeah the Battle of the Bulge or somewhere around that. that yeah, any of those battles. And and, cool. and the Revolutionary War also. You know, all those old battles. Mm. Yeah. Cool to be able to dig that. See, yeah, that would be. I wanted money. I'm I'm going to to uh, Virginia and stuff and and Melly Tech there because. I can do what I want, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're that you're that loaded. You can just pay the government to look the other way while you're doing it. Sure. <laughs> and and with a handful of cash, that landowner's gonna go, yeah. Yeah, there you go, mate. On you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it would be. So fun. where where uh, what are your goals for your channel? Um, I don't know. I don't think we really have goals. No, yeah, just okay, that, along probably, that probably should have been my first question. Do you have any goals for your channel? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, just to try and upload just, good videos. And, to try and make a video is probably our biggest goal. Yeah. Which well, then spurs you on to go and find stuff to video. That's that's the thing. If, you, if you're yeah. trying to make videos, then you're going to put a lot of effort into getting yourself onto the gold or getting onto those right. old sites to try and find something to show basically right. yeah so yeah that's that's, that's the, true the goal but like we, we don't like really look at statistics or you know things like that we just kind of upload and write back to people in the comments and yeah and it just does what it does yeah so earlier before the show started i was talking about i've been watching these shorts Mm-hmm. What's really nice about these shorts is they're like they're not very long, and you can get a lot of information in a short little period of time. Yeah. Yeah. One of the yeah, like uh, where you do a whole you know half hour video, right? You take some section in there, and you make a little short 15, 20 minute or a second clip, a little mm -hmm. dubbing voiceover, you know, explain what you're doing. Boom, and they're they're really fun to watch. I've been having fun watching them. Yeah. And that's, yeah, uh, we haven't we haven't we haven't made a short yet. We're always like we should make some shorts, but yeah, we haven't yeah, sat down and actually done it. Yeah. I I think uh, Andrew invited you down. He has a place uh, in Bathurst. Uh, can take out take you out to a spot, find some old howitzer shells. There's some World War II Very stuff cool. there. Was there uh, World War II cool. fighting in Australia? Darwin got bombed, but that was yeah. about as much as... There would have been training camps. The uh, there was like POW camps as well. So a lot of it uh, in our area, well, where I'm from, town about 130Ks more west from where we live now. Uh, there was a lot of Italian immigrants in the town, like doing farm work and things like that. So in World War II, 
if you're Italian, uh, Austrian, certain German, of course, they were kind of round up and put in prisoner of war camps, like in smaller towns, but yeah, internment camps, but, but like they kind of worked and because a lot of the locals knew them already, so they didn't see them as like threats or anything, but because the the government government said that they've got to be locked up, they were locked up. So people, if you can get onto like yeah the internment camps and that, because people do find some pretty cool. They actually had their own own coinage made for the internment camps. Yeah. So oh. if they escaped, that would be cool to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they escaped out of the camp, they had these coins. Well, the coins didn't look like normal Australian money, so everybody instantly knew if they tried to buy a ticket or food or different they clothing, escaped. they'd know straight away. Anyone would know straight away that's internment camp money. Wow. So made it harder for them to sort of escape. Yeah, it sounds kind of like what we did here with the Japanese after they bombed Pearl Harbor and the Illusion right. Islands. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. They were brought together and put in concentration camps. Well, I, I think also I think there was some also were some German uh, prisoner of wars here in the United States. Probably, I would believe that. I'd say they would be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them were at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, German prison. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You know what? That's right. That's that's where that came in my head because you told me pictures. Yeah, did I, I sent you those pictures of the gremlins they painted. On oh, the yeah. You sent those to me too, Dana. Pretty cool artwork. Yes. Uh, Pretty sad. Well, you know, like they said, they thought that was a living hell having to be here, so they painted those gremlins because they were part of their folklore or something like that. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. The, uh, so, the, yeah, most uh, places uh, like that. Like... A big gremlin with his mouth. His mouth was the doorway. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, if right you had a that. chance to go to, like, the South Island of uh, Kiwi Land... Mm-hmm. To do some dredging, would you go? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. Who was it, Abyss Dredging in New Zealand? We watched them a, yeah. a bit. Yeah, they they do they do well. That'd be good fun, that would be. Yeah, actually, you have to add that into our spots. <laughs> yeah. That would be definitely awesome. I've got spots all over the world I'd want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but New Zealand, for sure, it'd be awesome. It's amazing that they're still allowed to use dredges. Uh... Maybe. No, well, let's not be too loud. They might hear us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vendetta, how you doing? Good to see you, Michael. <clears throat> she just realized she was getting a treat. Zoom. HD Shovelhead, how are you? Other Ed, what's up? What's up, Ed? Vendetta. I hope Cutie's doing well. Popped in while you're at work. Good to see you. Uh, Dennis Hedricks, yeah, we know you can't Melitech in, in Rome, but we have a few money, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be happy. So we'll Melitech where we want. Yeah. It. it was. <laughs> All anything goes. Right. <laughs> that's that's yeah. why Steve would go to Papua New Guinea and rent an army to protect him, get their gold. That's it. 
Yeah, didn't they just didn't they just have a uh, discovery a whole bunch of gold there? Uh, yeah, they've been the mining gold there. in Papua New Guinea <laughs> yeah. for a yeah, long I, time. Yeah, I realize that, yeah. but it, it seems to me I just heard they had they they found a big deposit, huge. Yeah, deposit. I think I did hear something like that. Yeah, I, I heard something just last few days. I think. Oh, I didn't cool. save that article. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I don't know how to get it out. Oh, there'd be areas up in the mountains there in Papua New Guinea that have just had creeks loaded with nuggets and nobody's been in there. Right. Yeah, it would be <laughs> like a new frontier. Yeah, I could, I, could just, I could just hear all the scams now. Yeah. Well, you know, because you know they're out there and they're going to be out there if we're not already out. Yeah, I've heard of people going up there with metal detectors and yeah, they basically don't come home with the metal detectors like the big expensive mine lab machines. Yeah, people, they'll realize what they've got and make sure they don't got it when they leave. (laughs) 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 Dangerous country down up there. Yeah, there's there's some places you don't want to be. Yeah. 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 It's just, uh, you know, gold is great and it's wonderful and all that, but it's not worth killing yourself. No. Yeah, that's it. No, many have. And and there's, I guess there's a, I don't think it's the gold itself that does it. It's gold fever. Yeah, the the, uh, idea of gold can drive people to do some really crazy things. Unlike unlike silver, silver has good value, great value, but it doesn't drive people crazy like gold can. Must be yeah. something in the gold. Oh yeah, so that color yellow can send people crazy. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm just, I've just yeah. got to go feed our dog because he's gonna start barking. Oh, but Steve, Steve will be here. <laughs> Hold that for a sec. So- he starts. He'd have to be. He's a um, a staghound. I don't know if you guys know what a staghound is. No. He's one. He he's want? one. He's one huge dog. He wants his breakfast. Oh. Uh, when he when he decides it's breakfast time, he, he carries oh, okay. on like a lunatic kinda until like he gets it. Cat. Yeah. Kind of like cat. cat yeah, but he's this now. <laughs> this thing, the whole block can hear it when he wants breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, Andrew goes right on cue. <laughs> yeah, I just saw him marching up from his kennel down the back, and I thought, here we go, he's going to start. Yeah. Boy, Dennis Hedrick, he's real far back. I wonder if his red light's on next to his live. Because he commented about internment camps. Yeah. Right. Am I on live? I'm not even on live. Huh. There. <laughs> <Any> <laughs> no, but... your chat room's live. Uh, right. Yeah, and and here comes our gold porn addict. He says, I see some porn in the background. 
Oh, you guys are in for a treat here in a little while. Well, him and David Villas both been mentioned. I know they've been oh, yeah. he, a while. He said I mean, it way back. Like, I can't yeah. take it anymore. Where's the gold porn? Yeah, they've been we've been, we've just been ignoring you guys. We've seen you. <laughs> <laughs> Making you wait. Yeah, right, right. we got a little taste of it earlier. You'll <laughs> see it. A beauty they found detecting and some other stuff. But you'll see it, yeah, Jeff. I know. Hey, well, David, get out there and find some, man. <laughs> Needing a fix. Needing a fix. Get out there and get some. It's <laughs> uh, a little bit stacked up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Mountain Life Prospecting got uh, hit up by one of the uh, the, uh, the uh, shows. The history guy from the history channel yeah they're going around looking for more people must be lucrative business for them mm. uh, we have i mean there's uh there's a couple of uh production companies going around looking for prospectors for yeah. different scenarios and stuff and you were approached one time uh, more than once i've just yeah. turned them all down yes well, they, they yeah. want, they're looking for Wait, specific type of people for specific shows. Yeah, so. yeah, we got asked about two, three years ago. Yeah. I just ignored. I was like, I don't know if this is a scam or... <laughs> so I just ignored but it. It's, it's not a scam per se. It's just not really, uh, you know, it, it can be good for you or not. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, speak of the devil. I was just getting ready to anyway. <laughs> Ray Russo. What's up, buddy? He's just a cocktail miner. Too darn old for TV. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it usually doesn't wind up being what you were promised. Uh, I don't know if we want to get into that feud or whatever it is, Terry. You know, Terry asks, what's with the war between Chris and Sean? Uh, whatever it is, it's between them and that's where... That's that where is. it's going to stay. Uh, we, yeah, right. we try to have very little drama here. Yeah. That's it. We're the same. We hate drama. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, good luck, Rocky. I mean... Go for it if, if that's what you want to do. But uh, maybe maybe have a little chat with Ray. Yeah, there you go. Have a little chat with Ray Russo. Don't listen to what I got to say. <laughs> I don't, they, don't ask, they don't ask me that kind of stuff. They don't want me. <laughs> but yeah, talk to talk to Ray. He Don't we call you. him Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood Ray Russo. <laughs> but now, have you seen the show that aired recently? Didn't it air recently? The pilot for uh, what's that? Gold Getters with David Buckle and I believe Levi. And... We we did see. Oh, yeah, we saw it die. Yeah, the yeah. one with Dave in it. Yeah. Yeah. We did catch that. Oh, like two episodes or something, I think. Is that we don't really good? watch TV. So. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. But I just forget because we don't watch TV anymore. So we 
It's like, oh, that show would have been on him. Just kind of. So he was just, he was just on for a couple episodes then. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Saw two. Yeah, it might have been. I think it only aired a couple of weeks ago, so they yeah. might have only showed two, three episodes, maybe. Huh. Yeah, well, you sent me a link so I could watch it, but I don't use my VPN because it makes me sign into everything all over because they're like, we don't recognize this device. <laughs> and yeah. and, and so I, I, I put in an, the information for some part of Australia and it let me sign up for Channel 7 or whatever. And yeah. then when I go to watch it, it's like, oh, we can't let you. And I'm like, oh, man. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I figure it's night, because right? of my IP. I think Mr. Lodak had the same problem with that because they were going to yeah. do a watch party to watch right. old David Buckle. Yeah. So. yeah. What kind of dog did yeah. you say you had? Staghound. Staghound, well. Yeah, they they call it a roo dog in Australia. They used to they were bred to hunt kangaroos. Basically, like, the Europeans lobbed here in Australia and realised mm. that the the meat was bounces really oh, fast oh. through the bush. So you need a special type of dog to catch that. He's like a greyhound on steroids, kind of greyhound. Yeah. like an yeah. Irish like greyhound. a greyhound mastiff type thing. It, it's greyhound cross Great Dane. Oh, like an okay. Irish yeah. setter without the long fur, like yeah. nice and tall. Yeah. I okay. see that. His name's Bowser, so, but he's a big snooch. Mm. They had to make, yeah, they were basically designed to catch kangaroos. Yeah. Wow. Oh, they're catch calling... kangaroos, huh? No, they're yeah. calling... What would they do with them? Well, eat them. To eat them. Kangaroos. To eat them. Mm. Now, how is kangaroo on the Barbie? Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, I've had a few rube burgers and stuff, but we, we don't really eat much. We can't, it. like, say where we live, like, you wouldn't get it in the supermarket or, like, even the butchers. It's more... It's not common, no. Like, if you go to Sydney or, like, is Queensland that, that, and places. Is that, one of those, is that one of those meats that tastes like chicken? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What breeds are in it? Scottish Deerhound and Greyhound. <laughs> huh? yeah, a, a greyhound, a Scottish gray deerhound, and a greyhound. Yeah, that'd be him. Yeah. Well, be before we they come Maybe after big. us. Yeah. I I don't want anyone to yeah, swat me. I I don't want GoPro Unlimited to swat me or anything. Oh. So I better ask you guys, could you show some of your treasure porn? Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. uh, you never know. They might call the cops on me, say I'm doing say something, one, and end one. up swatting me. What do we got? Oh, yeah, save that one for the last. But... Right. Do you want to tip, tip those in the pan? Hold it up. I don't, uh, I don't think it would work. I just got to figure out how to... At least there isn't water in it, so you won't pour it on your keyboards. Yeah. 
No, well, we were laughing Don't about worry, that earlier. Don't worry, Steve just tipped a bottle of water all over everything. <laughs> I, did, I didn't get it on the keyboard, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, uh, this is just some a little bit of like flower gold. Tell me, go upstairs. Up a little, up it's a close. little. In. Okay. Up, 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 up. There. Tip down, the jar down. Oh, down, down. That's all okay. super fine sort of gold. That's just like some flower gold. That's down your flower gold? Yeah, down yeah. a bit, yeah. <laughs> Ray Russo would call those nuggets. I see those <laughs> pieces. I'd call them nuggets here in the hall. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say the same. At minimum, we got pickers in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, uh, him. there's like some nuggies. Oh. Oh, no. You could probably yeah, tip, right. tip, yeah, tip them out. Listen to this. Oh. You can see those ones? There's like some big ones. Up. Little ones. Down. Down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, where are we? Flower. Oh, yeah. Ooh, right. some nice chunky. Now pick them up from there. Oh, yeah. yeah chunky monkey flower gold. There's a nice. Pickers. And, and those all detectors. Uh, some yeah, these kind of bigger ones were. Some of them had yeah, that one was sniped, wasn't it? It's like a long kind of piece. Uh, let me see on the yeah, I think that was it. Come up a bit. Some of them like you will get yeah. like a nearly half gram kind of little nuggies. Yeah, up around the half gram. Seem to find a few of those. Um, there wasn't that bigger one. Um, and then yeah, when, when we were in Denali, which is like in the Golden Triangle, a couple of years ago, this is like just an old clay pipe, like it's broken. Oh. But I found that just sitting oh, on cool. the surface. The oh, back nice. was broken. Yeah, but... that's probably 1860s. That was lost. Nice. Cool. They're found around the here too. Right. Trade yeah. pipes and stuff. Nice. Yeah, like, so, Steve, you find a lot of crack pipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crack we're lucky we, we, we don't get them around. Steve, let me ask you a question. Pick one of those. Pick one of those pickers up out of, in your finger that you just had. Pick one up. That's a crack pipe. I know. <laughs> Where did you find that one? That one's from Victoria. That's about, I think it's six and a half grams, that one. I bet you could say that about, I bet you could name every nugget where you found it up. Huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah I can is that funny? That is hilarious. Well, there's, there's 200, almost, nearly 200 coins there behind us and other finds, and I could go out to the spot where they were found and pretty much point out where every single one of them came from. Wow. Here's a little baby, like little pocket watch. Like it's just like the uh, actual case down a little is bit. missing. Whoop. Up a tiny bit. There we go. Is that a watch? Oh, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, it's focusing on Steve's face. <laughs> Cover your face, got... Steve. Go a bit closer. Down a bit. There we go. There, right there. Oh, that's a cool watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cute. It's a nice little one, that one. It's what's probably 120, 130 years old, that. 
Nice. Now, where'd you find that? Well, that's at the same spot where we where we found basically the bulk of what's behind All us. of these behind us are from one spot in our local area that we've wow. detected for about three years. So, oh, there's, cool. I don't know if you, there's like way more coins over here. Oh, and there's also, um, I think, yeah, there's another box with some bits and pieces from there as well. But they're kind of the main, like medallions, a lot of brooches. And it's kind of late 1800s to early 1900s, the site dates. Yeah, it's heyday would have been 1900, I would say. Yeah. Here's a um, little Queen Victoria. So she was like 1830 something to 1901. Yeah, she died in 1901. And this would have been like a little kind of brooch thing made in commemoration to her. It's oh, too cool. Up a oh, bit. Yeah, there. In a bit. Yeah. There's oh, two flags cool. with her crown. That's actually got her head in the middle of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I see yeah. it. I see it. And that's a brooch? Yeah, it's called a dangle pin brooch. It had yeah. a little... They would have had something just at the bottom there, like, hanging off. A little, little stone there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. That's cool. I'm the horse leg brooch. Oh, yeah, this is... I dug I think... this up and she's yelled out to me, what'd you find? And I said, I found a horse's leg. <laughs> and she's what? And it's a it's a like a brooch. It's a brooch. It's got a pin on the back of it, and it was gilt in gold. That's all. Oh, That's wow. cool. But it's actually a horse's leg. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so I see that. There. I see the hook and everything. Yeah. That's a... crazy. It, and it's not broken, right? No. No, you can. Probably... Oh, I like the little pin at the oh, end. Oh, I see it. Yeah, I see it. Like, you, you could fix that and restore it. Yeah, you wherever. could put it and get it very gilt, I suppose. But... Uh, that's Very a random. cool find. Someone was quite, that... must have been quite the equestrian to have that. Yeah. There and seems then... to be a lot of horsey stuff out there. What's this one from after World War One? Yeah, that's a victory medal that all the school kids got. Yeah, like every child in Australia after World War One received this medal or medallion. It's hard to see. Damn. Go in a bit closer. Tip it up later. You can go flat. <laughs> flat. Down. There you go. That's a victory medal. So they gave every school kid in Australia one of those in 1919. The After end of the first one. Yeah. That one's still the ring on it. What was the purpose of giving all the kids one of those? I don't know. Just I suppose a lot of the kids' dads never came home. Ah. Um and they went through some pretty hard times at that time. I suppose it was just to try and And it's just got cheer them like up, there's two soldiers either side and it's victory, the triumph of liberty and justice. Very cool. And then like, it, it's it's got it like a like, kind of like a lady liberty on the back. Yeah. It sounds like they were trying to uh celebrate the end of the war basically. Yeah, celebrate the end of the war and show and show the kids that there was a reason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, especially, yeah, right? There's a little gold. Yeah, some awesome finds. There's a little I, gold ring. I don't know if I can see that. ABC uh, trails. Might need your hand behind it. It's a bit oh, right. bright and shiny. That little gold ring was found at the same spot. And when I checked all the, the stampings in it, all the hallmarks, uh -huh. The date hallmark on it's 1878. 
Oh, oh. nice. Nice. Pull it it's nine, back nine slow. Made in England, in Birmingham. Down. Yeah, there. And just roll back and forward slowly. But it's all fully engraved when you see it up close. Cool. On our Facebook page, there's um, a lot of real good close-up photos of all that. And then and, for our New Zealand friends, we've got a couple of World War One New Zealand forces, like they'd be like coat down, buttons. Down a bit. Yep. We're, yeah, that's their like battle jacket buttons. It's got New Zealand forces on it from World War One. Wow. A lot of them came over to Australia, train with your troops or something. Uh, no, no they, had, they, did train they had their own but... sort of thing. They fought together a lot. They might have like migrated here but after and had after the war. That might have headed over. Like yeah. there wouldn't have been that many soldiers. No, but they only had a very small from force. From New Zealand, so those buttons are fairly uh, fairly rare. There's that many of them. Okay. But there's, yeah, a heap of brooches and rings. There's probably seven rings we found out there, heaps so, of brooches. So what do you have in there that you don't know what it is? Um, we're pretty good at figuring out what stuff is. There's a few things. There was some, one of those tongues. Oh, yeah. These things had a stump for a while. They're um, cufflinks, like, uh, oh, they call them uh, bachelor buttons. When we first found, the, found it, kind of looking at it, there's... There's a spring-loaded pins in the back of it. And one of them, this pins still and work. like another bit goes in through there. So if you, like, you lost your top button, you could use this instead of sewing a... That's they, why they're oh. called bachelor buttons. They call it a bachelor button. Guys can sew a button. So you just poke a back bit through your through the hole. On, usually right. on the collar, on your neck there, they'd use them. And then that bit would basically clip on top of it. Yeah. yeah that, that one's that actually got a, got a little belt on it. Design. Yeah, Victorian era. Yeah. 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 And then there's been a few cuffs. But like things. some things we've found and we've got no idea, and I'll sit there for. Oh, what about the six, eight hours just doing random Google searches and stuff, and then all of a sudden you'll find something, or you know, ask someone on Facebook, and then you just kind of know. We found one American find out there. The grab the lipstick. Yeah, this tiny little. Oh yeah, it's a little um kiss proof USA little midget. So it's got kiss proof USA written on it. Huh. And it's actually still got lipstick in it. That's a little yeah. brass case. We think it's from the twenties. Yeah. Twenties. That's pretty small. That's going to be back in the twenties when they had the, the little persons and little lipsticks. Yeah, oh, it's a you tiny. Still lipstick in it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit squashed. It. It's a bit being yeah. flattened. So a lot of horses were in this area. So a lot of the stuff's been squashed by horses walking on it. Yeah. But we did manage to open that, and it still had soft red lipstick inside it. Huh. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Andrew say N-A-A-N-Z-A-C stands for Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. That's, That's the it. one. That's it. Red, bright red <laughs> oh. It could have been from uh, a, a woman working a brothel in the mining town, you know. Yeah. Her red lipstick case. Or maybe yeah. a female officer. Oh, yeah, that too. Could have been. 
Now, do you want me to show you my most favorite find? Oh, do you do you have a most favorite find that you can show us? Yeah. Okay. Well, probably probably more most valuable, but it is it's a it's a pretty big thing to find in Australia. I didn't even find it. It's my my most favorite find. Hard to find uh, anywhere in the world. Up a bit. Up a bit. Board. That's it. Down a little bit. Whoop. Got it. Nice. Yeah, it's sort of it. That's an 1899 full gold sovereign, uh, Melbourne Mills. So it's about eight grams of 22 karat gold. Oh, yeah, I love that design on the coins, you know. Yeah, it's St. George oh. slaying the dragon. Yeah. And then, and Queen Victoria. I, I do have a bank token from Canada with the dragon slayer on it. Okay, cool, yeah. Yes, Jeff, 22 karat gold. Weighs about dragons. eight grams. Nice. Gold. That's right. Jeff. Gold. Be nice if they lost a few more. We have heard stories of people finding, I think there were 16 in one hole down in Victoria. A, bloke, a lady found that. Yeah, a lady not long. I think it was like last year or something. And then another one I heard, there was 20 of them in, in a stash. So, which, wow. So something like that. What are your what are your laws about finding things like that gold or old treasures like that? Um, uh, let's say you were to find uh, some some old rich guy who's been hoarding gold forever and buried in his backyard. Maybe it may have historical value or not. Is there any regulations you guys have to follow? Well, see, where like if it's a historical site or national park, you can't detect. You can't okay. do anything in there, so. Okay. That's not really going to be an issue. Um, as long as you've got permission of the landowner, like on if you're on private property, and right. like some people will make a deal, like the landowner might want half or take his pick of the fine. He might, or, you know, I'll take yeah. this or take that. So if there's a gold coin there, he's probably going to want to take it. But, you know, right. that's the deal you kind of make. But if but, it's uh, just like a, a common kind of like a recreational ground or something like that, like you, what you find. Like yours. when we date stamp that that gold ring and you see that it's 1878, you think, well, the owner of that's probably not going to. But one day we at, at, this, that back at this same site, I dug up, it was like a little, kind of like a men's, you know, like little travel, like feed, like a toiletry bag, a little right. overnight bag. And dug it up, I was like, oh, this is weird. Anyway, we opened it up and it was full of like old kind of, well, what, maybe 70s, 80s, like ammunition and bullets. Yeah, heap of ammo. Yeah. Someone's ammo bag. So we took that, we just brought it back. Because Stephen, because like in Australia with your gun licenses and stuff, like he is a gun, he's like licensed, you know, owns guns and stuff, goes hunting and shooting. And we just took them into the local cop shop and... They take them, I think everything gets sent to Sydney like yeah, that no, and they just destroy it. Because so. I didn't want it. The, it was all damaged from being under the ground. And right, I didn't right. want it, I didn't want to throw live rounds in the bin, so I just took them down there so they could get rid of it. And they disposed of it. But you don't you don't have any any kind of um, major regulations or anything about finding antiquities or anything. No, not I really. I think if, if you're you know, like at the beach and you, there yeah. is like a three month rule. Like I think if say if you found like a wedding ring or something kind of valuable, yeah, you take it to the local like cop shop, 
they'll like, you know, document it, take the date. And if it's not claimed within like three months, you can legally go in and take it and then it's yours. Claim it back. So anything yeah. modern that's worth money, yeah, that's what you should do with it. Yeah. But if you found a, a tin can full of sovereigns. Out uh, the bush, it's yours to keep. So you have no cases where the government steps in and no. insurance companies and... No. no. Gee whiz. Yeah, like if you're down the Golden Triangle, like you're out looking for gold and you found a container full of gold sovereigns, they're yours. Yeah. Wow, cool. here, here, uh, Andrew says that's correct. Now here, you, you'd you be fighting our government, you'd be fighting mm -hmm. Lloyds of London, insurance companies, <laughs> and who yeah, knows? And, and, what's, and yeah. what's really sad is there's no real... It's like there, historical sites, battlefields, things like mm -hmm. that. They're usually, you know, no-go zones. Yeah. Uh, you make your permission from private lane owners around there. But here what happens is you find a, let's say you find a, a, a mason jar full of gold $1 coins, right? Or even gold, silver dollars, mint mm -hmm. condition. Uh, yeah, silver dollar, not gold, silver dollar. <laughs> but the government has a tendency, not just the government, but banks, insurance companies, they want to know where that actually came from to the point okay. where they'll take, yeah, well, they'll take it away. Yeah, they do that. Uh-oh, everything froze up. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Those bushwalkers found it washed out the side of a bank, and yeah, apparently that all got claimed on them. But it, they it was, found out. They found out no, that wasn't any stolen loot. All right. Not, yeah, it was not stolen. I I don't remember if they got it back or not. I think they got it back. No, oh, it was a long, drawn-out thing that should have never happened. That's you right. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I have heard of shipwrecks being claimed. There's a lot right. of that goes on. Uh, there was one. I think it was out from San Francisco or that was the San Francisco bank actually put the claim into all the gold that was on a certain ship that sunk because they said it was being sent from for them to be minted into coins and they right. still still owned it. And it yeah, it sunk like 200 years ago. Well, they'll try anything. <laughs> they'll yeah. try anything. Same with like treasure, Spanish treasure ships in the Gulf of Mexico or out the Keys, Florida right. Keys. Would claim it. You know, yeah. I know Mel Phil Fisher went through all kinds of legal battles. You know, the Spanish claimed it, Lloyd's of London claimed it, the U.S. They government wanted most of it. Yeah, yeah that's know. crazy. Yeah, especially when it's worth them. Big money that it's worth. I'd have never told you I found it. That'd be where I'd yeah, yeah, you would have. <laughs> well, that'd be like those cans found in the Sierras, you know, where they tried to say, oh, that was from the San Francisco Mint robbery or something like that. Right. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, don't tell no one and break one out every blue moon. Oh, yep. here, uh, I'll put this up for sale for a million dollars. Okay. Because some of those coins are booked at 
like a million dollars. Oh, yeah, huge money. They were in real good nick, those ones in those cans, too. They were, like, brand new. Yeah, that would be a life of a... find of a lifetime. Yeah. So, tell us... Uh... Tell us where uh, they can find you. What are your What are your YouTube pages, your Facebook pages? Uh, we've just got like a page on Facebook, just Grotty Gold Prospecting. We are on Instagram. I think it's Grotty underscore gold. Don't quote me on that. And then YouTube's uh, just Grotty Gold Prospecting. Yeah, that's basically well, really I, I do have the link to their YouTube channel down below along with their Facebook. I didn't think about Instagram, or that'd be oh, down would, there too. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty pretty slack. With <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're pretty slack all around yeah. when it comes to we're, we're pretty laid back and slack <laughs> with certain things, and yeah, Instagram's one of them. Right. Um, boy, two hours have flown by quick. Yeah, I just saw it. it's four past twelve wow. here Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, oh my god, they went so quick. <laughs> well, you still have time to go to the creek and get some of that fly poop you showed us that are nuggets to us. Our flower gold. Jeez, I will, I'll no, put no, that flower we're, gold we're, all day long. We're going to start editing our video we made yesterday. Yeah, we're going to uh, do that. We're going to do that. We're going to try and have it up by Friday. It's an editing. I, I, no, no, I, I want her to understand what flower gold really looks like. <laughs> Here, wait, wait, Jesse, wait. Let me unpin them and. Uh, let, me, let me show you the small vial. Pin you. <laughs> so. There you go. And that's big to the front compared yeah, to the rare way. Ray Russo gold down, Jesse. That looks good. Oh, that looks good, Jess. It's good jar gold. Some of the stuff when we do, I used to do a lot of uh, hard rock crushing because a lot of the mines around our area are uh, hard rock gold mines. And I had a, a keen RC1 rock crusher for a while and used to go out and collect up stone that looked good and didn't have a metal detector, just whatever stone looked good. And we'd grind all that up and smash it up and pan it off. That that gold out of that rock, it is like talcum powder. Mm. It is ridiculously oh. fine. Oh yeah, oh, that's Ray Russo's gold. <laughs> talcum powder. Well, yeah. the, a company came back through in the area in about 1910, and they set up a cyanide plant just outside of town, and they collected up all the tailings piles from all the little hard rock mines that were using stamp mills and mercury tables. And they got more gold out of the tailings with the cyanide than the original miners took with the stamp mills. Right. Sure. Mm. Uh, That's Ray how Russo, fine it was. Ray Russo says, I'll show you flower gold if you come to Juno. And I, he has some. <laughs> flower gold. It's like it's the talcum powder you're talking that, about, Steve. It's smaller than flower gold. I would say it was talcum powder gold. Yeah, it's like yeah. face powder. You could wear it as <laughs> eyeliner or... Mascara or something, you know. Gold eyeshadow. Yeah, eyeshadow, exactly. You could put it on like makeup, like Cleopatra would. Yeah, cool. But, geez, it's, it's hard to believe that this show's already almost over. It time flew. It sure did. Uh, well, it does when you're having fun, too. So. 
Yeah, that's right, BC. Fairy dust, you know. Fairy dust. Yeah, it does get fun. Yeah. Hey, whatever gold you find, wherever you are, remember it all adds up. That's right, and there's more fine gold out there than coarse gold. So. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't throw any, I ain't a catch and release prospector myself. I keep it all. Mm -hmm. All that I can. I've met a couple of people that are like that, though. That will throw the, the little stuff away because they're after the nuggets. And that's what we used want. to. We used to, when we were teenagers, and you'd only, if you did a pan and say there was one tiny little speck in there, we'd eat it. Just because you couldn't be bothered <laughs> getting the jar. Because we didn't have snuffer bottles. So all we had was a jar, and you had to dry your finger and dab it on the gold and then dip your finger in the jar to put the gold in the jar. But when you couldn't be bothered for one speck, we'd all had this joke, running joke between a few of us that we'd just eat it. Till years later, I found out that gold can be toxic for you and always wonder if any of them little specks are still in me. <laughs> well, you, you know, and that's funny too, because gold, gold is toxic. That's it, yeah. You know, even though we, we have gold in our, our body, it's part of our makeup, too much of it can kill you. Too much of anything. Yeah, I, I didn't know that when we were young. <laughs> no, fact, no. Uh, there's the Nugget Brain Challenge right there. Another Aussie doing it before it was the Nugget Brain yeah, Challenge. We didn't even know that was back in the oh, that was back in the early nineties. We didn't know it was a challenge. We just just laugh about it and think, oh, I'm not chucking it back in the creek, so I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, a, a dap of spit on the finger would stick the gold on your fingertip. Yep, sure enough, Andrew. Yeah, that's all we. I, it was years and years and years. Even after. I think we got a snuffer bottle just before we started the channel. Uh, no, about twelve, I'd say. Yeah, we just never used them. It was always just a jar. You just take a little jar and. Well, when you have flower gold like you guys have, you can pick it up and put it in your jar. <laughs> there, there's no way I, I would pick, be able to pick up 90% of that gold in that, that little jar in there. Not the real no fine way. stuff will just yeah, stick that. to the end of your finger. And then you dip oh. your finger in the water in the jar and rinse it off. That's how we used to do it. And oh. Ray Rusa, our friend from Juneau, Alaska, Hollywood, Ray Rusa, he said, if you want flower gold, come up to Juno and he'll take you out for flower gold. Oh, hell yeah. That'd we will. We'll hold you to that, Ray. Uh, there you go, Ray. They'll hold you to that when they get up to Australia, or I mean to Alaska. Just know he's going to make you work. There, That's yeah. all right. <laughs> no, we'd probably hang out and play with cars. Too, <laughs> too cold for gold. We go play with cars in your shed. That's what I want to do. Uh, gold works great. I wanted a laxative and some Advil for pain. I, <laughs> I called it IB Poopin. <laughs> Advil. Oh my god. On uh, that note. Really, on that note. Uh, oh, jeez. Great. Thank you, Steve, Alicia. Uh, great having you on. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, we did. No, and no, thanks no, so no, much to you, 
Ed, Jesse, and Dano for having us. Yeah. Oh, it's our pleasure. I love having you. Pop, you, you. You, you popped our cherry because it's our first live. So yeah, we thank you very much. I'm going to have a cigarette after that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying so hard not to swear because usually in our videos we swear and we say really bad things, but we can edit well, it out. So I've been trying to behave so well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you've done great. You've done great. <laughs> totally great, you didn't know. Even, and didn't it, even, I didn't even hear you stop to correct yourself. or I didn't even hear you stop. I'm saying any words, so you were, you did good. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's my private education coming through. My parents right. wasted unlike, so much money on. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that kept, kept going, kept saying stuff, he kept it up. Yeah, it's a family friendly show. Uh, cool. Sometimes, you know, it just slips, and I didn't even add any delay beeps on me. What, I, the, <laughs> what the beep? <laughs> That'd be a good name for a show. What the beep? Hey, there you oh, go. Hey, yeah. really, man? That sounds good. What the beep? Yeah. What the beep? Mm-hmm. Uh, be a good channel name, huh? Yeah. Cool. And Dano's gonna be heading to the mother load here soon. Uh, we'll head to the Yuba. Twenty eighth, back to the Yuba. Yes. Say hi to everyone for us at Tim's Nugget, Dano. It'd be nice to be up there. No phone uh, reception, yeah. no radio, no nothing. Just Mother Nature. Even yelling, the yelling at the yeah. cat. <laughs> Let's try to stay safe this time, Dano. Yeah, yeah. Don't get hurt, buddy. Don't blow my knee like last year and end up. Yeah. Eight days. At least seven. wait till the last day instead of the first. Hey, I, all I did was put on diving boots. I don't know what I even did, but I was done for the day after that. Well, just be careful. Take some video. Had to hike back out about two miles. Ooh, not good. Wow, that was good. Hike out when I got back to truck. I was never so glad to sit down. I bet. Oh yeah. I bet. Jeez. But I still found gold that day. I stayed on it till we had to hike out. (laughs) That's the guy. There you go. Die hard, Dano. Uh, next week we have a fellow Ohioan on, uh, a metal detectorist, uh, Ohio Metal Maven, uh, she'll be with us, um, other than that, I'll be looking for people, more victims for I guess, I've been kind of slacking on my guest list. Shame on you. Yeah, you need to try to get all that uh, armor guy again. We yeah. talk about about using dead trees to find gold. Yeah, I, I, he never got a hold of me. I mean, I think you'd be a fun guy to have on you. I I have no way to get a hold of him. Uh, let me get a hold of Terry again. Terry Carter? Yeah. Uh, I I could call Terry. I have his number. I'll get a hold of him. Find out what the guy's name is. Get, get him. Get him to push that guy a little bit. Yeah, that'd him. be interesting. That's all about plants and trees and stuff for indicators for minerals. Right. 
Right. He he has been studying what the effects of minerals are on trees. Right. And find the gold for you, supposedly. Well, you know, there's some like the bugler bushes in the desert is a good indicator for mineralized area. Cattails right. is another right. one. Um, I heard skunk cabbage also. A few of them. But it, but yeah, but he's looking at the effects of the minerals on gold or on, on the trees themselves. Gold, silver, garsonics. I know, Smith's Gold, we need two toes. As he finished his studio at home, he told me he'd come on once he finished his new studio at the house. There you go, Jeff. That's your job. Help him get his studio done. Hey, we hey, could have no. you both on, Jeff. You and Gary. Hell yeah. That'd be a great show. They're great guys. They had sure. the privilege of being on the river with them. A great time. Uh, I've been working on it, Derek. Believe me. You know, we'll get him on. Talk to him, Jeff. Talk to him. He's listening. I'm sure he's lurking. <laughs> Two toes, are you out there lurking? He's laughing at us. Probably. He's like, I'll never get done with my studio. I know what I told Ed. Uh, it takes time to in planning and construction like at least two years. <laughs> <laughs> Type Y for yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, 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 why? I could see it now, Derek. Uh, full Surprise, no one's typing why. Excellent, Jeff. Thank you, brother. Uh, now they start. <laughs> All right, everybody. I know Dano has 16-hour days working himself to death before he goes to the mother load, meet up with our friends out there. Uh, Steve, Alicia, thank you very much for joining us. It was a pleasure uh, popping uh, your live you. cherry. Yay! <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks, Hapes. Nah, that was good. Enjoyed hey, it. I, I know we're not... It's great to meet Denno and Jess and you, Ed. <laughs> it was a pleasure. I've been wanting Who to have you two on. Who yeah. knew? We're, we're far from professional. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Huh? <laughs> we might be on our fifth year, but we're far from professional. Um, you oh. you two should do a live. You'd be great. Maybe. We're going to have to try it. We, we think about it, but then we chicken out. <laughs> oh. Not if your cherry's been popped. Yeah. Well, that's it. Jump right in. Let's get right back in. And the if you're a little again. nervous ahead of time, once you go live and you're talking to the friends in the room, it subsides. And I, I used to be nervous before every show. It only yeah. hurts the first time. <laughs> <laughs> After that, it's fun. Oh, Straight from the producer's mouth. 
Everybody, thank you for joining us next week. Ohio Metal Mavens joining us. Um, I hope you all have a great week. I can't wait till the weekend. Uh, Bobby Dupati, if you're still in the room, yes, I'll be at the swing all weekend. Uh, bring your dredge. Let's do some dredging, buddy. I have your anchor still. You left at Flash Bash. Um, until next time, everybody, may you always have a flash in your pan. You know what he's going to say next. That's right, because it does happen, right? Maybe one yep. day, too, we'll meet you on the river. Good night, everybody. God bless. Take care. Not everyone. Thanks for coming along. Woo! See ya! Good night, Jeff, Jeff, Terry, TPU, good night, David, Mia, Earth Radio, good night, Doug, thank you, thank you, Andrew, Rayusa, GoPro Unlimited, Earth Radio, Mr. Lodak, the world's greatest moderator, thank you, sir, good night, everybody, love you all. See you soon, Jeff.